Hello, welcome to the Family Bookshelf. My name is Amber from AmbitionsForChrist.com and with me has, is my husband, Nick, the game schooling dad. Apparently, I'm not going to be able to talk tonight. All right, we're going to start off tonight. This is our episode 10, so we usually do something a little different. So we're going to kind of do a, a little compare and contrast game, I guess you could say, with sure. some children's books. And we're comparing and contrasting the original on some of the classic, I guess, fairy tales from sure. different times in history to modern retellings of it and what they do right and do wrong with those, right. I guess. So I'm, I guess this one I want to start with is the the Three Little Pigs. I mean, okay. everyone knows the Three Little Pigs, right? Sure. I mean, it's a it's a classic, right? You have three pigs go off on their own. One builds a stick. Of, uh, one builds a house of straw. One builds a house of stick. One builds a house of bricks. Wolf comes along, blows down straw, blows down the sticks. They all run to the the uh, brick house, right? Right. Okay. And. In some of them, the wolf, like, comes down. The original one that I actually remember reading was the wolf comes down the chimney and, like, he falls into their hot pot and is killed. Sure. I mean, the, it's... Yeah, when you get to the um, House of Bricks, depending on which one you're... There's a lot more to that story. Yes. The ones I know of, he actually eats the pigs from the straw and the stick house as well. Yes. They don't actually get to run away. No, they, they don't run eaten. away. They get eaten, which is, I think, important because I think it's kind of what we're going to talk about here is that one of the big things that's going to be different with all of these is the morals. The morals of the story have changed when you get to the more modern retellings of them because they are have they have been softened, I guess, yeah. in a sense. And in some cases, I get it. I mean, we've talked we could talk about different ones of obviously like Little Mermaid, the story that she was originally told off of was crazy and out there, and probably not rated well, you for could children. Go all the way back to yeah the, the Hans Christian Andersen right. original ones, and they get a little bit wacky even for our <laughs> standards of what. But, you know, some of these things, the reason that has to happen, you have these morals. These are moral tales right. that we're telling kids. And so the reason you don't build your house out of straw or out of sticks is because you're taking a shortcut. You're taking mm -hmm. a lazy and easy way out. And they clearly know that because the third brother builds his house out of bricks. And he gets to live. And he lives for it. You know? <laughs> you know. In, in fact, his is, you know, and if you take that, you know, if the wolf is a, let's just say a tornado or a hurricane or a natural disaster or something like that, you know, that's why you do the work when you can. I mean, right. this, this is this is a morality tale. It is. And now you have these retellings. The one that I'm most familiar with probably at the library is the um, Three Little Pigs and the Somewhat Bad Wolf where he's just in a grumpy mood. At the end of it, they're all friends eating potato chips and you know, drinking <laughs> soda together. And it's like, this this is really doing a disservice of what mm -hmm. we're teaching kids here. Yeah. Because, again, at the end of the day, it also it blurs that line between what's good and bad. I mean, there's a reason why these morality tales, they are, there was a bad character, a bad person in this. Sure. And, yes, the wolf's the one that typically gets blamed. But there is a reason... That, I mean, there's bad in the world. There's evil. And I don't know. There's something about a lot of these morality tales where the good has to stand up and make a choice, sure. I guess. Well, and I never even looked at it as good and evil. I mean, the wolf, for me, like I said, has always been kind of a symbol for like a natural disaster or a natural. Mm, yeah. And the three little pigs. I mean, if we go to Little Red Riding Hood or something different, That's that changes. Different. But the yeah. wolf is a symbol. And no matter how much you're going to whine about it or complain about it, you're not going to make friends with a tornado. No. You're not going to reason with a hurricane. You're not going to, you know, end <laughs> those things. And so you don't know what's coming down the road. Right. And if you don't work hard to set up yourself from the get-go, you yeah. you set yourself up for failure, you know. There's you know. a lot of disasters that you can never plan for. I mean, it just happens in life and and when you and what we're teaching kids is that you don't take shortcuts. What we're teaching mm -hmm. them is that you should have self-discipline and you do the right things even when it's hard because it's the right thing to do. You, right. you work hard because when these things come, 
you'll be better prepared for it. Right. Well, and I I mean, this one, I guess I've it may be because of interest in Aussie does compare this at one point. So maybe that's where I'm getting this from. But I did always think of it more as this is the wise man versus the foolish man building sure. even. You know, this one I thought had a lot of parallels to. Right. I mean, clearly the pigs who built out of straw and built out of sticks were the foolish men who did not build their house on the foundation of the rock. And right. then when, I mean, I'm, I'm, I assume the song is about when you die or you haven't yep. built your life, you know, on the rock, you know. There's something, I mean, yeah, the, there are consequences to not building properly. And <laughs> it doesn't just go in just the physical world. There's spiritual ramifications and moral sure. ramifications for that as well. Sure. And and there's other retellings that are you know similar to that. And they all make friends at the end. And it's, again, you're, you're just doing the kids a disservice in what you're teaching them. And, you're, and you've lost really what the original point of these stories was. Right. So that's and that's my frustration when we do these retellings is they I don't know the, the first one I remember I think it was called the Stinky Cheese Man where it actually did the story from the wolf's perspective oh. and it gave him a voice and it was really cute and clever and this is when I was a kid so it's been a long time but it was unique because we'd never done that now it's like that's everywhere yes and all I see are retellings and it's it sounds bad it's almost like the Disney movies that just keep getting remade now but sure. it's like you just told the story before. Like, I get it already. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it, it's like we're, we're so busy trying to empathize with what is the bad guy or what mm-hmm. is the person that is doing the wrong thing that we haven't actually – just because he has a story to tell doesn't mean what he did was right either. Right. You know, just because someone has maybe an empathetic story or just because they have some sympathy in their lives or they have – that doesn't clear you of all wrongdoing. No. So that's the other issue that I'd have with these things is they talk about you know the, the, the villain's perspective. Well, because he had a troubled childhood, he's allowed to you know go wantonly murder these <laughs> pigs. That's not really – how the justice system works or yeah. should work <laughs> that's not right <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't accept that out of a, a courtroom and out of a judge mm. so why would we accept it anyway yeah. so, uh, the pigs again we, we've lost the original intent i think there's another one that does this even worse and i think there's one that's even a bigger offender little red hen yes that's the one that i definitely want to move on to is little red hen is probably one of the favorites that i actually remember as a kid i really enjoyed this story and, um, excuse me, my voice keeps I, I wasn't super familiar with it. I'm just going to cut you off because you're oh, about yeah. to cough. <laughs> I am. Seasonal so, allergies are going to be the death of me. I wasn't super familiar with it until recently, but basically a hen wants to bake some bread, so she goes and she goes and grows wheat, goes mm-hmm. and grinds the wheat, goes and bakes the bread, and at every step she asks a friend of hers, you know, do you want to help? And not they all say no, and no. then kind of laugh at her for making this bread. And then she has this beautiful thing of bread, and she eats it. And the original story, she eats it, and the others are outside. And she said like, that you, you didn't work for it. You don't get to eat you it. You don't get Done. to eat it. Yeah. And I don't know if it goes further, like it's winter and they starve to death. I, mean, I don't, I don't think, think it goes a... even so much that far. It's just a basic morality tale of you. those who do not work do not get to eat. I mean, it pretty much is like word for word the Bible verse of those yeah. that do not work shall not eat. I mean, it's very basic, and it's very obvious. I mean... Our kids, when we read this one, they totally get it. It's like, well, they didn't go do the work. Why should they get some of the bread? Mm-hmm. When you read that first original one, it's amazing because it's so simplistic in its message. There's not a bunch of other stuff going on around it. There's, It's truly just very repetitious of, you know, she went to do this. And as she was going, she said, oh, would you like to come help me plant my wheat? No okay you know so she went and did the work she went and weeded it she went to you know i don't know it just has a beautiful repetition to it and then at the end 
she goes oh would you like to eat my bread and they're all like yeah and she's like too bad <laughs> and he didn't help and it's, it's it's a it's a classic and it's such a perfect tale for our world which at least in the united states and i, I wouldn't speak for every other country in the world but mm. i know in the united states if you are willing to work hard and put yourself out there and do the work you mm. will be successful that's the yes. united states that's what we're built on and as much of the struggles that we have with this world i still believe that that is true yes there's a lot of truth to i mean again you look throughout history as long as you were willing to put in that el- the elbow grease in the sense sure. of doing that work well, you will get s- you're not gonna get rich maybe you're sure. not gonna but you're not gonna starve usually. And it, it typically, yeah, it's I mean it, even so much that it is a biblical kind of principle that if mm-hmm. you're willing to work hard and do the right thing, you will be taken care of. Yeah. I mean there is a lot of biblical foreknowledge here that would say that you know yeah. if you work hard you will at least eat and i'm not yeah. saying you're gonna get rich i'm not saying you're gonna take that's the world the by the horns too. And that's what we want in this in our right. you know our cushy lives here yeah we you want know. the newest iphone not just food on the table sure. <laughs> yeah so and, and what struggles mostly about this is as the at least the western world accepts communism and wholesale mm. they've turned this into a full-scale communist message yes because the one that i'm probably thinking of the best is that the Colorado did this for their book of the year thing yes. where they give it to every kid in the state and it's the little red fort I think it's called I believe it's called the little red fort where a little girl is going to build her fort she asks her brothers for help they refuse they laugh at her she builds it and then at the end they still get to go be and have fun in the fort yeah they bring her like a little present at the end to like be like oh we're sorry we laughed at you and then they just get to come inside and enjoy all the fruits of the labor that she did throughout the entire rest of the book while they sat there and did nothing all summer long. Yeah. And I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, this isn't about sharing. This isn't about kindness. This isn't from the girl's perspective of, you know, no, she busted her hump, worked hard, and <laughs> built something. And then these two, who not only did nothing, but kind of got in her way and made it harder, they get to enjoy these fruits. They're like, mm-hmm. no, they should have sat outside and sat there while she enjoyed her cool fort. Yeah. It, it, very frustrating because it's yes. that's not how the world works. And that's how not how the world should work. I don't want the world to work like no, that. No, that's, yes. The, the blatant communist message of that one especially really bugs me. Yeah, <laughs> understandably, because that's just as, as the Western world, again, accepts communism, this is kind of what you get is this mm-hmm. socialist, you know, you do all this work and we'll all benefit. We'll share this benefit together. That's not how this works. And we don't no. want it because eventually what it becomes is no one does any work. Right. And then we're all starving. Yes. So that's just, and that's when you get the forced labor camps. That's mm-hmm. when you get the, the horrible things. And that's why communism has killed a hundred million people over the last hundred years. Oh yeah. Spoiler alert. We'll be talking about that soon because I'm reading another book and we'll be talking about it on the podcast <laughs> soon because wow, it's really good, but it's all about communism. Sure. In the modern world, and it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. It hasn't gotten better with time. It's truly despicable, dehumanizing, the most awful evil you can imagine. (laughs) And I don't know how else to say that. And to put that into a children's book and be like, oh, this is cute, and we're just sharing. It's like, no. This, yeah, this is well past sharing. And we even teach our kids. I mean, we have communal toys. But we teach them very specifically, that is Barry's toy. You don't get to touch that unless he says it's okay. Right, because there's also, a you learn there's personal property. There is private property here, and yes. that's their toy. And also, I mean, we... we that's also story. a biblical thing. I mean, sure. there is, thou shalt not steal. That means you have something that is yours, that is specifically yours. God means you to own things and 
other people cannot. It also take keeps that. us from having to play the game of who had it first and who's you know it's <laughs> no no that is his toy. Give it back to him right now right. or you're in trouble. Oh yes. So there is just a lot to be said for teaching. There's so many things that can be taught through kids' books, or and there's so many things that can be taught poorly or wrongly through children's books too. Yeah. And that's where we've headed. I mean, you think I just brought it up a minute ago, the ant and the grasshopper. I mean, oh. the, the ant works hard all summer, gets yep. his food stored up, get ready to go to the grasshopper, sleeps and goofs off. And in that story, the grasshopper freezes to death in the winter. Yeah. Winter comes and, you know, he sits outside and freezes. <laughs> and that's the way that should end. Anymore, yes. they have it where he just, the ant, out of the kindness of his heart, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. lets him come in and enjoy his fruits. I'd forgotten like, about that one because there's also that hedgehog one where he does the same thing, I guess. Is and that then, the hedgehog? Yes. Where he's mean and nasty to everybody? Yep, and all then, summer long. And then at the end, all of a sudden, they just kindly let him in. And then they do, and it's like, ah, he kind of, you know. It's hard because I, I, that one I struggle with a little bit more only because... I, I think of grace, and I think There's of still God's grace. grace. Yes. Uh, he, to be fair, the, the hedgehog does come to them with like a pie, if I remember right. Yeah. And and I do think at the end of that one, he he apologizes for his behavior, which yes. is which is important, but it's also I don't know. This is where you get that such that hard spot with kids' books. And this is why I struggle mm-hmm. with it because I do want to teach my kids to share. Yeah. That is a conversation I do have with my son. Of yes, that is your toy, but you would really be showing the love of Christ. If you would let her play with it right now. Right. There's so many nuances that you have to teach, I guess, to especially to little kids of, you know, this is yours, but you can choose to, you know, show kindness, show love. And so it's it's tricky ground. It it's is tricky. tricky. But it's still, I mean, at the end of the day, these stories are morality tales. And what we're teaching yeah. them is if you don't work you don't eat and that's kind of where it needs to end yeah after that if the parents want to go further if i want to teach my kids other things we can discuss that whether that's Mm -hmm. right or wrong i mean as a parent you choose that right but yeah i don't know there are just some of these tales that have been retold so many times in so many ways that they do get frustrating again we've lost what these stories were originally about yes and that's kind of important because there's a reason these stories were told and if you look at our society now where everyone thinks that they can do no work and eat and everyone thinks when thinks thinks that thinks that they Mm. lazy way outs and still be safe and have something else take care of them this is why we've gotten there yes this is why you know our society is starting to fall apart because we've lost the foundation of these stories there is a reason that moral training does matter (laughs) it's there for a reason (laughs) you know this last one is going to follow that same path and I, i'm really yeah. not sure what more we'd say but we talk about uh, the one the kids are really excited for mm. this last week goldilocks and the three bears yes uh, we, we read the one this one the three librarians goldie socks and the three librarians yeah. I, I think mo willems does one about goldilocks and the three dinosaurs or something i i don't know there's a ton of these we've read there. i i feel like i've read more reiterations on goldilocks and the three bears in the past few months and i don't know why but it seems like there's just been an outbreak of them, maybe just on our reading list. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm kind of like sick of this one, I'll be honest. Sure. There's but, the Goldie, Golden Locks and the Three Pirates. Something that like that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, there's a bunch of these out mm-hmm. there. And it's just, again, this was a morality tale about not breaking and entering into people's homes. 
Basically, and, and I mean, I don't, I haven't done any studying or any research as to far as far as you know when the story was written, but I'd imagine at some point in time, this is when people probably left their doors unlocked. Yeah, you know, people knew when they were home or not, and you probably had access to people's houses pretty easily. Well, and it's just a, again, a, don't go into someone's house and just wantonly use their stuff without asking permission. Type of basicness, yeah. I guess. I don't know how else to say that. Um, and that's probably why it bugs me so much, especially Goldie Socks and the three librarians, uh-huh. because not only does she just break into their house, mess up all their bookshelves. <laughs> Seriously, don't do that. She then is still there and they smile about it. And I'm like, I'm sorry if I come into my house and someone is here. I don't care how cute they are. I don't care. I'm going to be yeah. like. You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> at, uh, yeah, at the very least, I'm calling the police. A- at the most, you're about to, you know, realize why we have the Second Amendment. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, there's reasons for these laws. There's reasons you do not trespass when people are not home. There's reasons. I mean, I don't know. That one in particular kind of gets me because it sure. does just show, like, almost just a wanton disrespect of someone's stuff. Yeah. Which really bothers me that, you know, we take very good care of our stuff. We talk about this yeah. a lot, especially as I get stuff back from the library. And so people just do not take care of stuff. Yeah. And that bothers me. And the other one that bothers me is the the pirate one because she just becomes a part of the crew already. She just becomes a part of the family. And it's like she she literally just walked on your bolt, boat, stole your food, you know. Well, and what got me with that one was she basically just because the reason the pirates stuff was so messed up was because they were all being lazy and weren't doing a good job sure and so she comes on and she does their work for them and i'm like that's horrible (laughs) they just took a slave (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know how else it's it's horrible it's like if you stop and think about this for more than two seconds everything every point of that is horrible (laughs) and i don't know it's just one of those things where as you look at some of these stories there's a reason the original is a classic sure and i do get why they spoof them because they're good stories but unfortunately the further in you spoof them the further in you get away from this the core truth of why they wrote spoofing and, and the problem is these things were never meant to be so heavy and so thick that they're so deep and intellectual yeah. that there's anything to work with. I mean, mm-hmm. Goldilocks and, you know, the, the wolf and, uh, you know, these characters were never meant to have three dimensions. No, they were Little meant Red to be... Hen is not three-dimensional here. Yeah, so it's like you're, you're picking at low-hanging fruit and just making it easy because you can say whatever you want, do whatever you want, and there's nothing mm-hmm. in that story, in that, I don't know, universe or that world, if you will, <laughs> yeah. to, to contradict you because it's it's just, it's such a basic, basic. story. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to when you, when someone spoofs, I don't know, Harry Potter, you know, there's seven books of canon that you have to wade through to know a little bit about the world to be able to say, okay, well, this will work, this won't work, and this is, you know, it's why, and, and Harry Potter's an easy one because she has so many plot holes in there, it's not even funny. It's easy to spoof there. Every book creates a plot hole for the book before it and the book after it. Right. But Little Red Hen is like five pages long? It's longer. not long. Yeah. And it's very basic. And we don't know why her friends didn't want to help. We don't know what they were doing. We don't know what was going on. All we know is that they didn't help bake this bread. They nope. should not get to enjoy the bread at the end. Basic. A led to B led to C. Done. And, and, and we've tried to complicate basically right and wrong. Yes. We, we've taken what is very black and white, and we're trying to make it gray, and there is no gray. There should mm-hmm. not be any gray. We don't want gray. You know, right. We want black and white because black and white is what's real. 
black and white yes. is reality. Mm-hmm. You know, there is right, there is wrong. And if we can't accept that, then anything is okay. Yep. Th- then you have no moral ground to stand on anything. Yes. And, and that's where we live in our society, unfortunately, too. If you look around, there, I think that's also probably what makes these books hard is because we're looking around in our society and we're seeing the fruits of these lack of morality tales, I yeah. guess, almost playing out before our very eyes. And it's not good. <laughs> yeah. We now have yeah, an entire generation of kids who have come up and think they can destroy so much property and not have any repercussions. We have mm-hmm. an entire generation of kids who think they can you know, not work and still get rewarded for some reason. Yes. We have this entire generation of kids who think they can be lazy, slovenly, not do the hard work, and then when something bad happens, it's everyone else's fault. Or they can just run, I mean, in this, and they, they run to their brother, but these, this time they just run to their parents. And, you yeah, know, I'll come back home of. and live with my parents, and it'll be fine because they'll take care of it. Yeah. And that's not how this works. I mean... Yeah. So we, we have taken these stories and when we've changed our morality stories, we've changed our morality as well. And we can mm-hmm. see that in our society. We've 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 taken on this new morality. Yes. This postmodern yeah. morality where anything is okay, everything is all right, everyone has a, another story to tell. There is no other story. The wolf does not need a you know, a backstory. A, you <laughs> right. know, he he needs to know that what he did was wrong and he needs to go to jail. And the mm-hmm. pig needs to know that you need to build a better house. Done. Yeah. <laughs> there's that's all there is to it so oh yeah i don't know there there's a lot of these stories i mean you have the boy who cried wolf you have so many of these yeah. great stories that have very great lessons to them don't tell lies and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it becomes i mean what was the last one they that we just read there was one at the library where mm. i think at the end of that they just d- d- decide to pretend he doesn't exist and they ignore him for a little while. Oh, wow. I haven't read that one yet, you know, I guess. It's, it's a little one at the library, but hmm. I don't know. That one's not one that's told a whole lot. I can't think right. of other versions. That I know. I can't think of any others. That's this one that popped in my head. That Again, another very good morality. Right. That... Little Red Riding Hood's another easy one because yeah. don't, don't talk, talk to, to strangers. strangers. <laughs> you know, don't talk to strangers. And honestly, we have kids that come up to us in church and are a bit more informal than I think they should be. Well, and the harder one is, I mean, I've actually been to a store or to a park and there will be kids that will come up to you and have no clue who you are and just start talking. One person's like, I guess I'm a mom. I probably just look the mom part right now so that maybe makes it easier, I mm-hmm. guess. But it's still, it's a little alarming of like, you think about like, how do you know? And like, there's no parents around and it's just this random, it's like, oh my goodness, please be careful. That's my mom alert going off i guess usually in those times i'm like don't do that don't talk to strangers don't talk to these strangers these kids have lost that and then Mm -hmm. we wonder you know sex trafficking is through the roof right and kids disappear and it happens all i wouldn't say it happened all the time statistically it's actually down i'm not here to scare anyone or freak out look at the actual numbers right crimes against children are way down but you don't want any kid to just become a statistic or a number that's not what you're going for here right well, and it's even just one of those things where, you know, you, I mean, your heart will skip a beat when your kid's out of your sight for two seconds sometimes. And you're like, oh, no, they're in the street. They're gone, whatever, you know. And it's like, oh, they literally just walked out of my line of sight for two seconds. And, yeah, yeah just don't teach your kids to go talk to strangers. <laughs> I don't know. Like, some of these are so obvious. And the other and, one I was thinking of is the emperor's clothes. That's sure. another great one. Of, That's you a know, good one. Yeah. I. The kids really like that one. And again, the original story is wonderful because he has to learn a good lesson. And I've, I'm trying to think of some retellings of that one 
The I'll one I know I have the library is the, the Chinese Emperor's New Clothes, mm. where at the end it's about giving to charity and yeah, he ends up having to give to charity or something it's, weird. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's the whole point of the story is that you shouldn't just listen to flatterers. People will yes. tell you what, what you want to hear to mm -hmm. so that you'll be fair, their friends or whatever. Yeah, which is something every kid with probably a new toy needs to learn eventually, right? Right. And and yet we've we've colluded, we've diluted that, and we've right. clouded the issue with. I, I don't know whatever they're trying to tell now and well because we were just reading this one the other day with the kids i was just reading this one the other day with the kids and what's interesting is the the bad guys in it you know they tell them you know only the truly wise will see you know the clothes and so no one wants to be thought of as a fool sure and i mean you think about today like no one wants to be thought of as a fool and you th you look at social media or anything and it's like th someone always has to get the last word or the last point or something along those lines and <laughs> It's like, honestly, at the end of the day, you end up making yourself the fool trying to almost sound like the wise person or trying well, to fit that bill. And it's like, you're not wise in every area. And I would take it as you're no longer dealing with reality and the truth and you're mm -hmm. no longer willing to confront people with the truth. I mean, we have people, again, a whole generation of people who now live in total fantasy land delusion and cannot accept truth. And like you are a boy you are right. a girl <laughs> and and when they're confronted with that you're the problem yeah you're all of a sudden you're some kind of phobic them. and it's like that's not you know reality mm -hmm. is reality is reality and truth is truth and if we can't accept that now all of a sudden the little boy who tells the emperor you don't have any clothes on now he's the bad guy he's the bad guy and no. it's like this doesn't make sense yes you know, we've we've lost reality we've got we've changed our moral system because mm -hmm. we've lost these stories we've stopped telling our kids what these stories are truly about yeah so i guess if you want to get to the moral of why we're doing this episode i'd say go back to the originals and actually talk about the real morals behind sure. it with your kids because these morals matter and you know they can be used as a stepping stone to help your kid grasp some of these i guess hard to grasp issues sometimes right. because the story is much more memorable than mom or dad just yapping in your ear and saying like don't do this. Sure. And I mean, what I take from it is don't don't ignore the originals. Don't just yes. write them off as old or, or gone or, or whatever mm -hmm. and just stick only to the retellings. Be willing to tell them the originals or at least tell them the original ending and tell them why it is that way. Yeah. So that we know and so that we can hold on to these morals because we have to have the morals to be a, I don't know, functioning society. <laughs> We're not headed anywhere good. I want to uh, raise future adults, not future babies. <laughs> and <clears throat> unfortunately, a lot of these stories feels like they're going to continue them into babyhood morality. And it's like, sure. that's not okay. I want so. them to have a country that still exists when yes. they get older. <laughs> and this this country, United States, and, and really any Western mm. world can only exist with a moral people. Yes. The founding fathers knew that. They knew they that knew. right off the bat. Yes. So that's All right. where I would go. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for listening to our soapbox here because, but yes, I would highly recommend go out there and start looking around and see if you can find a lot of those old classics and Read them aloud with your kids because they've got some good stories there. So, all right. Thanks so much for joining us today. This has been the Family Bookshelf. My name is Amber from AmbitionsForChrist.com. With me is my husband, Nick, the game schooling dad. And be sure to find us on Facebook. Like and subscribe. Thanks so much for joining us.